The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. If you like this sort of thing, this is exactly the sort of thing you'll like. We are all here, we being Jeff Stiles, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, and Brian Stone. And we appreciate you tuning in the way you have on whatever platform you've found us at. Name a podcast platform and we is there. We be it. And it's a daily thing, Monday through Friday. You can download it, upload it, uh, otherwise load it, uh, not load it, totally leave it unloaded, but just listen to it at 5 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Yeah, leave it on the truck. Just listen to it. Just steal a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Always treat it like it's loaded. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you to Quality Tire Pros for being our presenting sponsor and keeping us on the air, helping keep us on the air the way all of our wonderful sponsors do. If you um, actually can and have a chance, do drop a little money with our sponsors and say you heard it on the Chattanooga Driving Show, this very particular podcast. All right. We're looking at a couple of things. It's uh, Tuesday morning. We are coming up on the 30th anniversary of the Tennessee Aquarium. A little bit more on that later. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, a couple of times this week. It's also the 30th anniversary, believe it or not, of Powerball being available huh. across the United States. Um, I, I remember going to the you know Florida back in the day and getting a scratch and sniff ticket. And, uh, you know, I, I've, again, you, you, you've won more than I have over my entire lifetime of playing. When you said you won $20 one time, that's, that, that, that's maxes out, you know. I've played down there a, a handful of times, up here a handful of times. I figure the odds are about the same if I don't play yeah. as if I play uh, of winning. And I've won $2 once, and I've won a free ticket a couple of times. That's oh. it. But it, how much have you spent? Not much because I don't really believe in it. But and, and again, I've never I, bought a lottery ticket ever. Never. Well, you're not you're, you're smart. Uh, you're 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 you've you've saved that money. You saved that two dollars. My biggest issue with Powerball or any of the lottery stuff, of course, is that at convenience stores they ought to have two lines. They ought to have the line for the idiots that are sitting there spending all of their money that they're getting back from their purchase yeah. on, more on more lottery tickets. Yeah. And they sit there and, you know, they, they don't have their mind made up and they get up there and they just waste your time in your life. Um, it's also coming up on the 11th anniversary of the death of Osama bin Laden. And the video that I sent Jen posted mm-hmm. now because she's the postmistress, I'm sure. Well, it'll be posted closer it'll, to the anniversary. It'll be it'll be closer to the anniversary. Yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's an interesting <laughs> little take. This is not this is not your typical anniversary take. Again, being the 11th anniversary, it's not like a a big one. It's not one of the ones that you you really note. But it's actually the way that Major League Baseball dealt with it during the live broadcast. Hmm of a Mets-Phillies game, which kind of gives it an extra layer. It's only like 11, 12 minutes long, but it's an intriguing thing to watch. Again, I I said one of the things I like about live sports is the fact that it's live TV at its best. The people who do live TV better than anybody else are in sports. 
And when you're dealing with something and all the players that are interviewed are talking about the fact the players on the field were the last ones to know what was going on. Right. Did you have a chance to watch it? No, but suffice it to say, I, don't, I was not watching baseball or any sport when Osama bin Laden died, but I imagine it was pretty similar it, to the, when... The, when John Lennon died. Well, but the the crowd was literally chanting USA, USA, uh, and the players on the field, including the pitcher who completely fell apart, didn't know what was happening. And and the, the, the coaches, it was beginning to filter down, were, you know, having to make the decision, how do we inform them that what they are doing has just become tertiary at best on the national interest scale? Right. Yeah, I actually remember when that happened pretty well. Uh, I remember they played the video on the news, <clears throat> so I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> well, there you I go. I prefer for, to remember it the we'll, way I remember it. We'll, we'll get it posted up a little bit later on, and yes. uh, and yay for the folks who were able to pull that off. Uh, 301-9229 is the number if you ever want to give us a ring and let us know what is on your mind. If there's something that we're doing wrong in your opinion or doing right in your opinion, we got a very nice uh, email from somebody, as a matter of fact, who remembered me talking about the Sunday morning gospel jubilee yeah. <laughs> and sent me some animated, uh, some apparently it, it's in the top 10 anime intros of any TV show in the world of anime. And it was for a gospel show called the Gaither Pond, the Gaither family, the Bill Gaither family. There's an anime about that? Yeah. There, there's, they did a Sunday morning TV show Okay, and it's, it's really trippy. Yeah. I'll, I'll share it with you later yeah. on. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if I was dosed. I wouldn't be taking a look at it. It wouldn't <laughs> mess you up. We're going to be joined in a little bit, hopefully by Jennifer Crutchfield, a friend of ours inside the city in UTC. And she has been a mover and a shaker here locally for a long time. The mural project for Shannon Fuller over at Zar Zars was completed this weekend, and the wrap went up. We're going to let her tell us more about that in just a little bit. I am also going to say very fast, did watch not just one episode, not just two, <laughs> at your and you and several other people had yes. strongly recommended the Outlaws. Yeah. The Outlaws. Yep. On Netflix, right? Excellent. And Netflix is is struggling, but of course it got us through, you know, the the pandemic. So we we got to we got to give it some love. Absolutely excellent British comedy. You have to wonder how Christopher Walken got involved. I mean, well, everybody else so in there is so British, but I guess if you have a chance to get Christopher Walken, he's probably friends with um, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, yeah. To do a quirky yeah. role, say, hey, we need quirky. <laughs> Christopher Walken's available. Who's going to say no? <laughs> and it's actually it, it is a comedy, but it's one that keeps you on the it's edge of your seat. Comedy. It's very tense, yeah. yes, and uh, very well done. And also, I'm going to highly recommend Outer Range. Outer Range, which is sort of Yellowstone. Uh, as I, I understand Yellowstone, I've not had a chance to watch it yet, but everybody tells me I should, meets Twin Peaks. Very strange, bizarre, you know, I mean, real reality meets very strange alternative universe, and you'll just have to check it out if you want to. Uh, just pointing out uh, the oldest, living, longest serving U.S. Senator Orrin Hatch died over the course of uh, the since the last time we spoke to you hmm. and now at 88 years of age and he served in Utah from the time he was a tot he was just he was just in elementary school when he first earned his Senate seat and uh, and stayed there until Mitt Romney took over uh, one Mormon passed the torch to the other uh, and Orrin Hatch was one of those Republicans that could be as conservative as the day is long but he always still reached across the aisle very good friends with Ted Kennedy uh, and that was the way it used to be back in the day. For young folks listening to this podcast who don't remember, there was a time 
when the most powerful Democrats and the most powerful Republicans, very much like when we were discussing this with our you know guest last week or yesterday, today, um, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, yeah. when we were talking about the fact that you know attorneys go in to the courtroom and hammer each other, hammer each other, and their 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 you know the, the clients. And then they go play racquetball and have lunch and martinis afterwards. And this was the same way, used to be the same way with, with our members of Congress. It's not that way anymore, unfortunately. And a big shout out to, for you NASCAR fans, and I kind of always you know, wish Jason was around when we were talking about this, <laughs> um, Ross Chastain wins at Talladega. It was one of those odd team wins. This is a, it, it's strange for people who are involved in individual sports and racing seems like it would be an individual sport yeah but if you've seen talladega nights with ricky booby and his uh buddy whatever his name is you know a uh, shake and bake um you know sometimes they actually play as a team and the person in first will drop back and let the person in third take over as he blocks somebody who could be coming up to take the win away from the team. And that's what happened. Ross Chastain won literally just by accelerating in the last 1,500 yards of the race and just um, you know, edging out everybody else because his guy took one for the team. So for those of you who are NASCAR fans, if I didn't explain that very well, sorry. Uh, not a whole lot you can do except just bang on your steering wheel, all right? <laughs> We'll go ahead and get things started officially now. That's the introduction, which is where we banter back and forth. And then we get going with Russell Stroud and a look at headlines. Oh, good morning, everybody. A 16-year-old was arrested after an attempted robbery, which led to the shooting of a 20-year-old on Vine Street. Reports say the teen approached the victim and demanded the uh, he hand over his possessions. When the victim refused and ran away, he was shot in the back. He suffered minor injuries and is expected to be okay. The suspect, who was not named, was booked into the juvenile detention facility. The Georgia State Patrol says the driver of an 18-wheeler suffered a medical emergency behind the wheel and crashed. Reports say the driver left the roadway on 75 northbound in Catoosa County and plowed through the guardrail before coming to a stop across the entrance ramp and hitting a concrete structure. The on-ramp from Cloud Springs Road to 75 North was then closed for repairs. And finally, the TWRA says that it will appeal a decision made by a panel of judges which ruled warrantless searches by, by TWRA officials to be unconstitutional. This stems from a lawsuit filed by two men who say their properties were not only searched, but surveillance cameras were also installed on their private property without the property owner knowledge or consent. The panel stated that the TWRA's power to enter property without a warrant is the equivalent of a general warrant, which they said is dangerous to liberty and ought not to be granted. The TWRA, TWRA filed uh, their notice of appeal late last week. Now from the auxiliary studio, it's Dave Hooker. Winner or loser? I'm not real sure. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Would you rather be one of those guys that said, hey, I got in a tussle with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson <laughs> beat my rear. Or one of those guys that just stays out of the public spotlight and decides not to be a jerk. I could go either way. Saying that you got beat up by Mike Tyson, which Mike Tyson, the former heavyweight champion, did on a flight last week was a sign that, yeah, he's still got some anger issues. But this gentleman that took the light beating, or he would be in serious critical situations, I, it, when you look at him, he's been in prison twice. He reportedly caused a lot of the commotion and those around 
The two said that Mike Tyson tried his best to handle it as calmly as possible. But still, think about that on your resume. I mean, you got things like, uh, yeah, I got hit one time by a tornado and flew 20 miles. I, I got attacked by a shark. And then I got beat up uh, by Mike Tyson on a JetBlue flight. By the way, <laughs> why is Mike Tyson on a JetBlue fight? He now is a big cannabis entrepreneur. Let's hope he's not smoking the profits. Dave Hooker off the hook sports wishing that I could get slightly, not completely, but slightly beat up by Mike Tyson. I don't. He was in first class, too. I mean... Do you know how much he had to pull his punch <laughs> to keep from just completely killing a regular man who's not used to taking a punch? I mean, I don't know. Maybe this guy, apparently, he might have been a badass. Something similar happened last week. A, a bodybuilder, a guy who is a an influencer on social media and is a, a, clearly a roid monkey, uh, hit a guy at a bar and killed him oh. with one punch. Wow. It happens. You hit somebody hard enough in the face and you cause brain injury. This particular guy was dead before he hit the ground. Wow. And uh, Mike Tyson would have to be, I mean, it's been years. But still, you don't forget how to punch. That's that's a remarkable story. No, I don't know. I, I, I think that'd be a very good bragging point. Paul Thorne, one of my favorite musicians. Cajun musician, singer, songwriter, the guy that I have mentioned before back uh, in the day when we were on the, the radio broadcast. He said he, he would whip your ass and then write a very sad song about having to do it and just break your heart. And and he actually got in the ring with Roberto Duran, Hands of Stone, and went two rounds with him before he said he dotted his eye. He actually cut his eye, Roberto Duran, before he got knocked out. But that was a huge, huge bragging point with him, you know, because he was he was a, he was a Golden Gloves champ. All right, here we go with the upfront wrap up here on the Chattanooga Driving Show, brought to you by Cadis Council for Alcohol and Drug Abuse Services. Continuum of full care, medical detox, inpatient residential treatment, outpatient treatment as well. They will not turn you away because of your ability to pay. See the website. For more details, they take 10 care, third-party commercial insurance, state grant beds for those who qualify, and they do wonderful, wonderful work. We love the good folks at Cadis. We have a guest coming in later on this week, I believe. We do. Yep, Friday. Looking forward to that. All right, here we go. Upfront wrap-up where we try to give as many headlines as we can and possibly some discussion on them uh, up front instead of waiting until the end of the show, which would be an hour and 15, hour and 20, hour 30 minutes from now, uh, to do the wrap-up. We'll go ahead and give it to you up now right here in the, the very, very beginning. So you can go on about your business if you have to. We have other sponsored segments as well. We'd rather have you continue to listen. Um, Hamilton County homeless rate up 177% wow. over last year. Anybody, just, just why do you think it would be up that much? Housing prices? Housing. Thank you. Now, I was going to say, but you could say post-pandemic. Everything can be blamed on Putin or the pandemic, the two Ps. <laughs> Putin or pandemic right now, but I, I, would, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Rents are rising because people can, who have the rental properties, can absolutely justify the rise in, in cost. Mm-hmm. There are more people out there looking for places to live. As a matter of fact, 
huge big write-up in USA Today late last week on the remarkable, and I saw something in the Times Free Press on it as well, the remarkable increase in population growth of small towns. And we would be considered a small town in the scheme of things. Mm. They were they used Bend, Oregon in the Times Free Press article as a perfect example. Getting to Bend, Oregon is not even easy. Even in the spring, the roads are often impassable. Oh. So when you're in Bend, you stay in Bend, you know, for the most part, about, you know, six, seven months out of the year because you're trapped by mountains on every single corner. But they saw a remarkable increase in population. We've seen the same thing here. So rates go up, rents go up, people go out, somebody comes in, basically gentrification takes place, and everything gets more expensive. Homeless rates I, go up. Let, let's get a little Please. serious on this for, for a minute. Yeah, because no, I'm, I'm, homelessness is, is not just I don't have enough money to live. And are we saying because inflation or whatever word you know buzzword we want to use today as as putting rent up let's just make up a number 150 dollars more than it was a year and a half ago are we talking about people are now homeless because they don't have 150 more dollars but they have 600 in their pocket but they can't get to 750 some 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 that might be the case i mean it might literally that might be maxed out if if you've got enough to afford rent two years ago then you have a buddy you can sleep on their couch well i I was gonna say but that's homeless that's actually considered to be homeless that's not what i think of i I understand i understand if you literally if you are couch surfing for more than six weeks you actually end up, if you would respond to the survey correctly as they ask you, you'd end up in the homeless ranks. Couch surfing. Well, I didn't I, really I, think about it that way. But, and, and, but it, it's, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean on the streets, but on the streets, I think we've seen it happen here, and we're seeing it happen right now, and the, the city's trying to react to it. But it's more than just that. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's a certain point where, all right, you've already canceled your cable. I know that – have you already done your show about, you know, the, the – No, that'll be this c- week. Cut so the cord yeah. and, and how, how that sounds one way and it might go the other. You cut the cord. You eliminate all kinds of things. It gets down to groceries, medicine, rent, car payment, car insurance. Do you want to stay legal? Utilities. At some, at some point, you just run out of money. No, my, I'm the yeah. – my, one of my you know, almost catchphrases is, I only I don't have another dollar. Yeah. Like, it's going yeah. – I'm out of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I get, I get yeah. that hey, part. Hey, brother, let me hold a dollar. I ain't got one, man. I mean, It's I've only got, one more dollar. I'm I, out of dollars. I've spent my Frisbee full of change, my yeah. $47 of you know silver in my Frisbee. But that number just said pop. That's a, that's a huge number, and I just I wonder what that means exactly. Other things that play as well, I'm sure pandemic being part of it, and of course, the mental health issues that came with that, which I think are still probably being underplayed. Um, uh, stay local here for just a little bit. DUI death in the state of Tennessee now means that you take financial support for the kids of the victim. This is literally called the Nicholas Granger bill. Interesting. Uh, this is a, a, it's a little bitty addendum to the bill that was already there, but after after Janet Hines was found guilty. Uh, they added this on because he left behind, his death left two kids behind. And this is going to be one of those things that it sounds good for the state legislators to do this because it makes them look like they're tough on crime and tough on driving while impaired, which is wonderful. But if somebody is in jail for a DUI death, they're probably not going to be able to pick up the cost of those children. Think about the cost of taking over child support for somebody for two kids or three kids. I mean, it it it, it 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 multiplies and adds layers of punitive sanctions against somebody for doing this. And we have seen DUI rates across the state drop in this last year 
27%. That's significant. And I'm not really sure what you would give. I'm going to say it's because people were driving less. That's probably it. People, people were driving less. Home, yeah. I just I don't know that there's been a huge abstinence movement move across I the don't country, think so. uh, across the state. I think they were just driving less. But I mean, if it, again, this is not the kind of thing that somebody's thinking. And also, I think you can give Uber and Lyft and these ride sharing programs, yes, you know, and, and, and things that you know these 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 businesses yep. give them some credit for that as well. But if somebody has already made that click decision, I'm going to have one more drink. I'm going to get a cab home, and then they take that drink, and they think, I can drive. This isn't going to suddenly pop up in their, their top-of-the-mind awareness. Yeah. Oh, I better not, because if I kill somebody, I'll have to pick up the cost of their kids. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No, it's not a deterrent move at all. No, I don't think so. There was a, a sort of a sniper shooting situation in the northern part of Washington, D.C., uh, four people were wounded. The guy literally just started shooting out of his apartment window. Don't know anything about why or the motivation because he killed himself as the police tried to enter. Yeah. Another just sad, sad, sad story. All right, talk about Ukraine for a second. U.S. officials in Ukraine. We had Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. We had uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken actually on the ground in Ukraine meeting with President Zelensky. And I'm sure promises were made and I'm sure that there were lots of pats on the back. Where we go from there, I do not know. Uh, I will give full credit to Democratic Congressman Chris Coons for saying over the course of the weekend what I think we all know to be true. Some people want to accept it, some don't. Putin will only stop when we stop him. It, it's not going to, you know, the generals have now said that they want to take over all of southern Ukraine, not just a land bridge, but all of southern Ukraine, and just add that to their to their hold and i i think i agree with the, the 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 congressman putin will only stop when we stop him how do we go about doing that i am not altogether sure um texas national guard officer drowns while trying to save an illegal immigrant coming across the river that does not help people who are trying to soften or be more humane in the treatment of illegals even as we speak right now the Supreme Court is making decisions dealing with Title 42. President Biden is dealing with Title 42. And this is the executive order that uh, Trump put in place that said illegal immigrants have to stay in Mexico while we basically do the background searches to see if this works. And again, this is not a Border Patrol officer, but a Texas National Guardsman who was called in and a woman was floundering. He went in. They've still not even found the body nope. as, as of this, this what broadcast. What about her? She was okay. Hmm. She she actually he he saved her or he saved her long enough until somebody else could put hands on her as well. That's sad. Um, Russia did continue to pound the steel plant after saying they would not that they were only going to blockade it, and make sure a fly couldn't get out. They basically started bombing it into oblivion. Dozens of unmarked graves observed by satellite photos over there. At the same time, we're seeing pictures and video of Putin in church during the Orthodox Easter holding a candle and crossing himself. Did anybody else vomit Yes. when they saw that? That's yep. not surprising. I mean, just absolutely just amazing. And there are still those in our country who still admire and say they admire Putin. Let's talk about France for a second. All right. Macron wins by a healthy margin. There's a landslide. A healthy margin. It wasn't as bad as he beat her last time over Marine Le Pen, 
fifty-eight percent to forty-two percent. That's a that's an ass whipping. I mean, that's that's a that's a serious good solid you know trip to the woodshed. But it's not as big a margin as he won over her last time. The far right in France, which she certainly represents, she is an unabashed admirer of Vladimir Putin, and he won over the last couple of weeks by essentially saying, and you won't see a whole lot of coverage on this, people talk about the jaded press, but this was just such low-hanging fruit, I think even the folks at CNN avoided it. He was saying, don't elect the French Trump, which is what he painted Le Pen to be. Right. And that worked. And if you look at the the, the post you know, voting polls that were done and the video and the audio records of the people that were coming out, they were all admitting that they were voting actively against Marine Le Pen, not for Emmanuel Macron. Right. Macron is not exactly popular at the no, moment. No, no, he's not. I mean, it's it's really a reflection. It's 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 basically a mirror reflection of what's happening in this country. Yeah, to a degree. I think Le Pen is a lot more far right than Trump ever has been, though. Uh, Le Pen is a lot more um, openly fascist, I guess. Uh, let's see here. The um, uh, oh, this is one that didn't really make the headlines around here. A huge oil refinery explosion in Nigeria. Yeah, a uh, hundred nine people killed including women and children burned to death and i i you know news from africa doesn't make the front page over here ever no never i mean even even this if this if this had happened in europe if this had happened in canada if this had happened in in in, in afghanistan oh yeah it would have made the front page but being in nigeria we don't know anything about it why why were there so many women and children on the on the grounds of this refinery i have no idea it's very strange were they working Who's running the refinery is my other question. I have no idea. I, I literally, I mean, the details are hard to find. Do you remember that time the gas, the the gasoline pipeline burst in Mexico and all those people burned up? Yes. Yeah. It and I mean, that, that. that's in our own hemisphere. Yeah, it just reminds me of that. I wonder if it's a similar sort of situation. All right. Um, firefighters in New York City, one dead and eight injured in a roof collapse there, reminding you just how dangerous that job can be. Did you guys see the video? of the Red Bull stunt gone wrong. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Red Bull, of course, I've got one right here. I'm, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, they are known for their outrageous, you know, pushing the envelope of human ability, extreme sports stunts. And what they had was they had two stunt airplanes and stunt skydivers who were experienced hundreds and hundreds of hours and doing stunt skydiving they were coming out of their plane and their goal was to actually while free falling go into the other plane never pulling their chutes oh dear oh. so they 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 leaped from the plane the planes were flying in symmetrical you know opposition to each other mm-hmm. the planes go into a steep nose dive as these men jettison out, they go into free fall, and the idea is they are literally going to, and this is something that crazy people do, and I've been skydiving a number of times, and I know a lot of people who do it literally every day for a living, and to go in free fall, you are more in control of your fall and your direction than you could possibly imagine. 
it is much more akin to flying than you would believe, but you're plummeting the entire time. It's a, it's a, your brain fools you into thinking you're actually flying, but you can direct yourself and people will go out of a plane and come back into it to the same cargo door. Mm -hmm. And they've done that for years. Nobody has ever done a plane swap before. So they came out and they were going to swap planes and go into each other's plane, never before been done. Red Bull asked the FAA for permission and they said, no, <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. And they did it anyway. <laughs> and one of the planes went into a flat spin, went oh, upside no. down, which is it won't fly anymore position. There is no way to pull out of a flat spin when you're upside down. No. And in a hang glider, you would you would bust your left lines, and the the the, the glider essentially would just invert itself and start flying upside down. Planes don't do that because they're rigid wing and they're set, and so they had to blow an explosive booster rocket out of the tail of the plane, and it floated it down with some damage to the ground. But there are going to be people in serious trouble just the logistics of trying to float in and out you that plane would have to be plummeting at the it same is, rate is, that is, you are is, or you would smash your is, head into it is it. moving it is moving at exactly the same rate as terminal velocity and the pilot would have to keep it exactly what in a that needless position. idea i know and 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 the thing is and both of these are propeller you know you know propelled planes yeah. these are planes not jets so you have the spinning propeller, the prop to deal with as well. That'd be my number one concern is I would like go head over heels and just go like in the Indiana Jones. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I can't believe everybody got out of it okay. The first wow. guy to pull his chute. The uh, one guy actually got into the plane, the plane that was not flat spinning. Can you imagine? The, the goes, guy I actually, did it. Yeah, he got it. He got in. He got in, and, and he actually everything was okay. The plane that went down, the other guy, he pulled his chute. I've never seen a more violent reaction Ugh. to a human body in a skydive. He was he was not ready for it. He was clearly panicked, and he was a little worrywart on the end of that string. You need to check out the video. Um, there is a terrible story out of Hokkaido, Japan. The northern coast there was a tourist boat there that sank two dozen missing 11 bodies found very very high seas shouldn't have gone out no shouldn't have gone out what is what is the liability situation in other countries what do you mean i mean i mean do, 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 are other countries as liability driven as we are because oh, i, I, I grant you that, that you know you, you would it, you'd be hard pressed to find a respectable experienced tourist outfit that would send people out into a very dangerous scenario. Yeah, I mean, there was that one time, remember the duck boat that went down in Missouri in that lake? Yes. That one time. Yeah, it, it actually, I mean, it it was it was rough water. I mean, the worst part of that is the fact that they actually accelerated as the front of it went under. Yeah, so they just... The, 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 the man that was piloting the boat just made a very, very bad mistake. And uh, and just turned it into what we would have uh, called back in the day a hula popper, that type of lure mm. that just dives to the bottom when you yank on it. Um, and a couple of more, just actually just one more, and uh, we'll be looking for our guest Jennifer Crutchfield here in just a second. Uh, there is a little town called Bremington, Washington, where the head football coach for the JV team and the varsity team, a guy named uh, Joe Kennedy, had made a habit of post-game prayer, post-game prayer. Oh, I saw that, yeah. After the game, he would go out to the 50-yard line and take a knee, and players were invited to join him if they wanted to. Yeah, they didn't have to. They just could if they wanted to. And it, he did this for quite some time, 
And everybody was, you know, there was constantly the debate about school prayer, school prayer, and things like this. But the players, for the most part, supported it. And very often, they would even be joined by players from the opposing team. Mm -hmm. In 2015, uh, he had been told to discontinue his process because they'd been hit with papers from a lawyer. And he went out and did it with great fanfare. And supporters and pro prayer in school people and local news teams literally stormed the field in this game in 2015, knocking over members of the band and spectators, tromping on them to be able to get out there and get a better shot of this illegal activity. And his case goes before the Supreme Court today. A former NFL player has filed a suit, a friend of the court suit, in support of the school's decision to fire him and terminate him, not in support of prayer, even though he says he is a Christian, he has no problem with it. This is one of those things I always go back and forth on. You know, it, what, what does it say about praying in the marketplace? Don't do that. What does it say about what the Pharisees did, praying in the marketplace? Don't do that. Yeah. And that's exact, every time he went to the 50-yard line, he said he felt like it was a, a violation of his freedom of speech and freedom of religion when they said, essentially, you have to go into a dark room and pray. Nobody said that. Yeah. But the football player, and I cannot remember his name right now, and I apologize, I don't have it in my notes. He said that there is undue pressure on players to participate, not just because of peer pressure, but because of playing time. Oh, say yeah, say yeah. that you're you're up for the same position as somebody who is the same size, same athleticism as you, and that first string position is up, and you know, and here you see that guy going out there to pray with coach. Are you going to stand over on the sidelines if this is something you want to make your career of? Yeah, and you know the thing is, you know, I'm I'm of the same religious proclivities, but I would feel uncomfortable, um, not for any like religious reasons, just because it's like, why are we doing this now? It doesn't make any like. Post game again. I I I know how you feel about it, Jen, and I feel the same way. You know, in school, in class, there's no room for this. I mean, because there is pressure. There's always going to be pressure, and very few people, even on the side of the Christian fence that you feel like you might be on, probably don't pray the same way. Exactly. And when yeah. it's being led by a faculty member or a teacher or a coach, there's always a question. Post game, nobody has to show up if they don't want to. But again, the peer pressure scenario is there. I I I feel pissy saying you can't do that. I feel you know woke in the negative sense. <laughs> but I also I, I feel like there's a reason that thirty some odd years ago they made this decision in this country. I mean because there's always going to be a Jewish, a Muslim, just a non-believing kid who's going to be left out. That's the thing is when you, I mean, you can't show favoritism or one religion over another within the school system. Um, so, yeah, it sort of does open the window for that. Like, well, now we have to have, uh, I don't know if Jewish people have like regular prayer time or whatever, but you have to do that. You have to have, sorry. You have to no, have, the answer to that is not in school. Uh, you have to have uh, now a Muslim prayer uh, time. You have to have a oh, meditation oh, oh, and, time. In 2015, among the folks in the crowd were out of Seattle, a satanic group. Of course there was. And they, that they, was they, not they, a real thing. They pop up. That was to make a point. That, that's what I said. They, they, they pop up like mushrooms after a spring rain. 
you know, whenever these things happen, suddenly there's a satanic club in school that, yeah. that was not yeah. there before. Right. And you're right, it was there to make a point. Exactly. But I'm just saying that's that's the kind of folks that were there. All right, while we're still on our upfront wrap-up, before we move on to the Everybody's Got One segment, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest, Jennifer Crutchfield. You're going to have to quit writing and quit scribbling and get up on the mic and pay attention for God's sakes. We've already promoted the fact that you're going to be here, so be here. Be present in the moment. I am... Oh, Whoa. mother Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that close. <laughs> that's okay. Good morning. I'm not sure. Yeah, you okay, can lean good, up. Yeah, good, you're, you're, good. you're good. We, we, we've adjusted. <laughs> good morning to you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, yeah, you look like you got some sun. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, in my backyard. So I've got, like, I got good Wi-Fi. I got a lot of work to do. So I set up an outside desk. Oh. And I reward myself when I get all the writing and all the work things done with with gardening. Are you not affected by the pollening? This is that time of spring. We call it the pollening. It doesn't seem to bother me so much well, anymore. Well, it doesn't bother anyway. me either. Well, it does me. Not I at mean, all. Even, even though I, I mean, I sneeze a lot. But, <laughs> That's all right. You know, you can deal with it. Well, all right. <laughs> we're, ta- we're talking about J- Jennifer was the was the first person. Let me give everybody a quick time on how this worked. For those of you who have not been listening for a while, we lost our friend Shannon Fuller. We we knew that we were going to. She went in feeling poorly to the doctor and came out with a diagnosis of stage four terminal cancer. Uh, had a fundraiser for over at Zarzars and it was very successful and she passed very quickly. And this is our friend Dixie Joe Dixie Fuller's uh, longtime wife, only wife. And Shannon had run Zarzars, <laughs> the city's oldest, longest, continually running restaurant and, and maybe business. Uh, for that purpose, I mean, other than Tennessee American, I'm not sure how many have lasted over 100 years. Oh, we have a bunch. Really? Well. Oh, gosh, that's a whole nother episode. All right, we'll do another episode <laughs> on that. But but Zarzars, and, and th- this is the way it happened. That night that they were doing the fundraiser, Shannon was feeling, you know, the effects of the, the chemo and radiation, everything like that. She was not at her best, but she still rousted herself up and got out and came over to where the crowd was and it was still at that time masks on for the most part if you possibly could and she was certainly putting herself at risk she came out and at one point one of her friends gave her some of these festival fairy wings mm-hmm. that extend oh, no. your oh no, no she no, had no, those no. a while i think she okay. ordered those yeah. from amazon a long know. time ago i, I didn't oh, know she was amazon prime baby baby okay baby. well <laughs> at any rate there she she put them on and spread her wings and pictures were snapping and these pictures got passed around. It was a neat moment. It was I mean, a, it, it was. was a beautiful moment, and, right. and Shannon was feeling beautiful. She, That's something she, we can all agree on. She, she looked beautiful. She, she was feeling at that moment. She was feeling her oats and and all of, of her prime, and uh, <laughs> and and she was enjoying that moment very very much. My wife's friend Jan Cooper saw the picture. I'm going to give credit where credit is due, and immediately said that would make a good mural. Rebecca came home and said, "Jam you mean ma- squirt works, Jim yeah, Cooper." I, as far as I know, yes. Oh, she's the smartest well, person now, on the planet. Just, she's one of Rebecca's coworkers. I don't know I what her, her other side gigs well, might no, be. Well, no, it used to be squirt works a long time ago. I have no idea. I remember. All I'm just saying, but Rebecca came home and said, "What do you, What do you think about this as a mural?" I said, "That's a fantastic idea." I came in here to the podcast crew. I talked to Jen and Russell and Brian. I said, "What do you guys think about doing a mural?" 
instead of flowers in lieu of flowers, something like that. Great idea. Everybody, great idea. The yeah, I said, that's a great idea that I just had, Jeff. The snowball continued. <laughs> and then I contacted Jennifer, and I said, can you help us find a mural artist? And at that point, the idea took off. Now, you're going to have to get off your phone and get back I'm on the mic again. Attention. No, you're not. I'm, yes, I am. You're, you're, I'm sending you're, you're, Jan Cooper a picture because right. I didn't realize it was her idea. Yeah, it all started there. See? But But at any rate... I said, what about a mural artist? Because we see all this mural art going up, but I'm also keenly aware of the city's sign ordinance and how quickly you can run afoul of that. We all remember the <laughs> flying donuts, right? Um, and, and how that created an entire hubbub. You can't have a flying donut on the side of your building. So we wanted to grease the skids with the city. Jennifer helped with all that. Kind of just tell the story from there because the mural went up this last weekend. It's still going up right now. I all was right. just over there. I just sent you all pictures. Oh my gosh, and it's a really cool process too. I didn't realize that there's still more to do. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There was still some more. Um, they so so backing up. Um, yes, public art is um, the city of Chattanooga is a beautiful place, and the city of Chattanooga, our our natural beauty and our emphasis on art and on connecting art with with life and with and with our neighborhoods is one of the reasons why I think so many people come to Chattanooga. I agree. It's yeah. certainly one of the things that Volkswagen cited when they talk sure. about what about the things that compelled them to come here. So our city and not all cities have this. So our city has a department that is all about Public, Public art, art yes. right? Oh, and it used to be it was uh, Peggy Townsend. Shout out to Townsend Atelier was the first one, and I want to think that it was Mayor Corker who it was Mayor Corker, yeah, who started that office, and so now Cat Wright, Cat um, Dunn, yes, is the is is the Department of Public Art, and so the Department of Public Art has to vet things that are considered public art for approval and they have to go through the sign ordinance people and all that kind of stuff sign ordinance so, is very strict oh gosh yeah, yeah very, it's, strict. It's very but strict i'm i'm led to under i'm 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 i understand or i'm led to be believed that i didn't say that right anyway we knew we what you meant thank yeah. you i'm told that there are changes coming maybe to some of the sign ordinance yes. stuff hmm. which will make it slightly less maybe draconian um, but they loved the picture. I mean, what's not to love of Shannon? I was going to say, and, and it's going up on their property. It's their property, right, right. literally exactly. owned right, right, by right. them. Right. I mean, they ought to be able to do what they ought to. And it's not property. even an ad. No, I mean, it's no, not an no, it's no, not no. an advertisement no, in any way. No, no. I think that was the main it's reason an for the sign ordinance. It's an advertisement for people being happy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And that, that's that's I think in the beginning the sign ordinance was started under Mayor Littlefield. It was about distraction. It was back when they first sure. started doing the LED signs, yeah. oh, and yeah. it was about the mishmash of signs, and 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 it was as much about billboards not going up in places where billboards were already up, and that everybody agreed we didn't need the verb, you know, the visual clutter. And I remember one of the main aspects of it was if a billboard came down by natural causes in a windstorm, it was not to be replaced. Now Littlefield took it a step further, and he wanted signs to be in a regular, you know, sort of orthodox manner and all copy each other, kind of like they do in Highlands or a place like that, and that didn't fly. But at any rate, it became very, very controversial, and it, and it shouldn't be. People should be allowed to make, to beautify their property instead of having a gray wall, which has existed there for a 100 and some <laughs> odd years, just literally a gray or 
pale green wall with a dumpster up against it, why not take that mural and make a little memorial for Shannon, who did well, so much for the community? Exactly. So when Shannon got here, I want to think it was, well, 27, 29 years ago, um, Main Street was a different place. Right now, at Zarzar's, when you go, you're going to see a chalkboard that tells you the specials, and you're going to see some flowers in the window boxes. Really Mm -hmm. pretty. But when Shannon got here, you had to have... You had to have bars on the walls. Main Street was a d- or bars on the windows. Yeah. Main Street was a different place. So um, it was admittedly a dangerous place. Ad- admittedly yes. a dangerous place. Uh, and you know, even ninety four Main Street was a pretty twitchy sure. place. Yes. So so Shannon had a mission to make Zarzars get Zarzars on the map, and she did that. And she she had a great personality. She was absolutely had no fear of anything no and frankly i think that's one of the things that was so inspiring about how she approached cancer and how she approached death she didn't there wasn't much that that feared her in life and so when cancer came and knocking she kind of took the same approach and yeah. she told us all don't pity me don't waste the energy it's stupid energy <laughs> Just do something good. Help somebody who's homeless. Sure. Do a good deed. Be, tell a friend you love them. Adopt something a pet. simple. Yeah. Right. Pay it for. Do something for somebody. Be happy for God's sake. And and she she lived that life and and yeah. that's the kind of the, the 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 whole point of doing this was to basically honor her memory and what she was able to do single handedly. She truly turned a lot of people around in their attitudes about the South Side. Oh, and for then sure. and then came Main Times twenty four. I mean when my wife and I, when Rebecca and I first moved down there, part of our gig, part of our actual deal with our landlord was we needed to represent the South Side. Because at that time it was still, as you said, twitchy or sketchy or shady. Oh, for and, sure. and it, it was it was kind of the frontier. And we were we were living embodiments of the fact that white middle class people could move down there and live there and be happy and feel safe and get along. And it was an uphill battle. And oh, I mean, well, I yeah. myself, I'm, I was never an urbanite, but I lived on the south side for eight years, and then I watched it grow so much that I finally had to flee. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't an urbanite, and I definitely wasn't used to opening my shutters in my window and looking at somebody looking back at yeah. me from the house next door. So I had to, I had to run back to the country. But well, but, and, I mean, valid point. So, but, but back then, that's when the the foundations in town and. Um, how to say this in the best way. Well, that's when the, the people who were trying to make a specific change came together, and the South Side was a part of that change. Sure. And so that's when you saw public art, putting sculptures up, augmented gosh darn reality, man. Yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. Second Sight did AR. I'm still obsessed with AR. It's don't really even, cool, Don't yeah. even get me started. I've got history in AR now, darn it. Um, <laughs> that's when they, and they were, and they were giving businesses grants or, or I'm not sure if grants is the right word, but they were giving businesses incentives to Carrots, move yes. Okay, then. Financial carrots, right, yes. Right, because that was, I was Parent Magazine back then. Yeah. And we moved over to the South Side and Need Love got started VW sure. started came into town and I mean everything just 
it started to ch it changed, but you can see now looking looking back at it, you can see how purposeful it and was. And all of the things we discussed, businesses, you know, coming and going and beginning and starting up, and the new bar, the Bone House. All right, there's there's a boneyard, the Boneyard, uh, perfectly good example. I mean, the terminal changing hands and all that, you know, makes the news now. There, there was nothing there. Zarzars was the constant. Oh yeah, that was the constant. That was like on the North Shore. I mean, forever. There was, the you know, pie. town and country, yeah. and then the, yeah, then there was the mud pie, and then there was Rock Creek, and okay, then slowly it filled in. Zarzars and Dacus Antiques. I yes. still have a table I bought there for twenty bucks. It's one of my favorite tables. <laughs> but now, now of course, it's it's one of the one of the hottest spots anywhere around. I, well, yeah. I was just gonna just mention <laughs> this. There was one thing I, I I was asked by Dixie to eulogize Shannon at her service, and. There was one little note I never got to. I, I, I rarely ever use notes, but I wanted to make sure I didn't do this one wrong. And I was quoting Warren Zevon and his the documentary that was just absolutely heart-wrenchingly beautiful when he did the exact same thing. He was just feeling bad. His dentist told him to go to the doctor, and he came out with a stage four, you know, terminal diagnosis. And instead of, you know, doing the chemo and radiation thing, he decided he was going to put out one last album for his fans. And he said, A, and this is this was Shannon's message too, you know, don't don't think of me as a hero. He said, I you want to hang on to every minute of life that you got. This is not a heroic thing I'm doing. As a matter of fact, it could be argued that this is actually more a thing of cowardice. I, I don't I don't want to fight and I should because life is precious. His famous quote, enjoy every sandwich. Yeah. You never can tell. But there's just one little kind of toss-off line in that documentary where he says, you know, it's not fair that I got cancer at 41. Then again, it's not not fair that I got cancer at 41. That's just life, and life will kill you. Yep. And it, and it does. None of us get out of here alive. And that's kind of the way Shannon's message went across, you yeah. know? Well, but, yeah, but Shannon's message was, it was celebrate your people celebrate your community yeah be a part of something good don't let yourself get sucked into gross stuff because there's just not time for that well and I mean, you look at now i mean 2020 main street is so different and Shannon was a big part of that. Was Shannon one of the Kinsey Probesco uh, no, no. mover-shaker kind of things? No, but she made their sandwiches. I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, just wanted to go, I just wanted to go ahead and say on record, too, it was amazing. You posted on Facebook that, you know, the, original, the, the first piece of artwork went up. And, of course, everybody is very supportive. Here comes one negative voice yeah. screaming out of left field <laughs> saying that, that Mayor Tim Kelly was doing somebody a political favor. I'm going, oh, yes, that powerful Zarzar's lobby, <laughs> the, that, that meet-and-three-pack, which is always throwing its weight around around here. Yeah, he was really kowtowing. you got to be kidding me. It's the damn sourdough lobby. But, you know, you I just, do it every day. You, you, you got, I do. you got you got to be kidding me. I mean, I just know. something kind. The fact and of the matter is that Tim and Shannon and Dixie were friends. They used to go there all the time, way before he ever decided to run for mayor. It's just very simple. And, and my response was, bless your heart. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I liked your response. <laughs> Sweet little heart. <laughs> well, 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 you know, I, ca I came, I was born here, 
my family had been here for God knows how long. What, the Crutchfields? No, well, no, Crutchfields my married name. Yeah, okay. I'm a lay, All right. which is why I have such a good sense of humor. I've heard that, but I didn't <laughs> want to say anything. <laughs> Sorry, you just, you just teed you that one lay? up. Yeah. No. <laughs> She's one of the good ones. Bless my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got back here, I guess it was 94 from D.C., my granddad wanted to, I didn't realize he had Alzheimer's, and he should have. He wanted to show me Chattanooga. And he had worked on Main Street. He'd worked at Seed Feed and Supply. Yeah. And it was back then when I first kind of met Zarzars and, and Shannon. And so Granddad and I are trucking along in his little truck. And I pull over where he tells me to. And before I can, like, get figure out the truck, which was new to me, he'd <laughs> hopped out and was in Chuck's Condom Shop. Which, wow. Which was not... Seed feed and supply, yeah, which was where he had worked back yeah. in in Main Street's early heyday. So he went into the place that he recognized, it, but, but it wasn't the same place. So much not to recognize, <laughs> and, and it's like I mean, that's... so so hence the confusion. <laughs> you, you meant, it might have been complicated about his medical condition, but anybody would have been there. Well, so, anyway, thank, thank I, I, I don't want to stop you short. We we, we got to move forward for pretty quickly because oh, we run sorry. out of time. But thank you for what you did. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to Cat. Thanks to April, uh, with the, with the city. It was a team effort. UTC. Everybody UTC. helped. Everybody helped, and the mural is finishing today. They're doing this hot thing that connects the vinyl and does the melty stuff and it protects it from graffiti oh, that's that's just, one of the deals right, right, right. that's and one of the deals it's beautiful yeah the deal yeah. with the city is it's got to be protected from graffiti and you got to have a lighting that's right and so all that like an american flag is supposed to be lit at night right, so right, a piece right. of artwork should be lit at night that's right, easy right, enough right. and the thing is you know tag artists don't tend to draw over somebody else's art that's they're they're in it most if they're just putting their you know JS was here or you know I love Tiffany yeah. that's one thing but I mean real tag artists don't tag over other people's art so usually I mean when something goes up like that it stays fairly pristine well and I think the light is a deterrent yeah. oh sure well and it's hard to tag love and yeah. so I don't call me optimistic but I don't really see that being I don't either we got to nah. worry about the neighborhood. Loves the idea. Can't tell you how many messages I got. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It just makes people is, happy. Is there going to be a, an official unveiling, even though it's there for everybody to see if they want to go by now? Anywhere down the road? I'm just asking. You don't I know. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's I out guess, of your department. I guess maybe that's a, that, a, a, a Dixie, Dixie, a Dixie question. decision. I don't hmm. know. But, but you know what I do know? You can go to Zarzars and have a burger and you sure see can. it and All have right. your own darn unveiling. Well, Jennifer, <laughs> thank you for what you did. Uh, I'm serious. I, I I made the phone call thinking that I would be put in touch with a bunch of different people and I'd be making a bunch of different calls. Uh, there was one donor, and I uh, he wants to remain anonymous. I said he, so I gave up 50% of it. But, I mean, um, he literally said, stop, don't say any more. You don't have to ask anybody else. I'll take care of this. And I thought that was just absolutely remarkably wonderful and something I certainly couldn't do. But well, uh, sure. yeah, God and I bless can't, I can't say enough about Printtree. They're, oh, they're awesome. They're a great business. They're local. Darn it, buy local. Support okay. local. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank I you. appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you've done. And thanks to everybody that Always made that whole thing basically come off the way that it did uh, smoothly and virtually without any hitch whatsoever. Everybody's got one and opinion. And this is going to be a pretty fast one here. And it's. 
once again, low-hanging fruit, no doubt about it. Now you guys get tired and just clickbait, but Margie Taylor Greene, her testimony in front of the congressional panel, the January 6th panel, was less than gripping. It, it basically went back to the days of Ron Reagan, George Bush Sr. I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember. The most important and pivotal day possibly of her entire life, certainly her political life, thus far, she was a central figure but couldn't remember anything that she posted, couldn't remember anything that she liked or recommended or gave thumbs up to, couldn't remember if she'd ever said that in her comments, this is our 1776 moment, that she'd ever said that Americans are essentially ordered by the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence to rise up against tyrants. This was her time to shine. Like I've often said, you know, I've used Timothy McVeigh, who had this in remarkable anti-government, anti-federal overreach stance that was so strong he blew up a building filled with kids. All right, and when he had the chance to take the limelight, he said nothing. Yeah, he, he cared enough to blow up a building, but not enough to actually express his opinion when he had every single camera and mic on him. And here's MTG up there. She was asked about her own feelings of the Declaration of Independence and about what makes a tyrant. She was asked directly this question. So in your estimation, King George in 1776 was a tyrant. She goes, I don't know what king it was. I don't have the history books in front of me. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was George III. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. You have got to be kidding me. How can you even hold congressional office? It's arguable as to whether she actually holds that office at this point. We'll see what the, this is all about, whether she can actually run again. Because all you need is a GED to be Jeez, a congressperson. But, Literally, all you I need mean, is a GED. There are no prerequisites. Surely. Do you even need that? Somebody, you might not even need that. Somebody who, <laughs> who, who espouses to be patriotic to the point of, of watering the tree of liberty with the blood of patriots should know who was in charge of the country when we declared independence. Well, and also, you, I mean, it's the ultimate defense for any dullard. You, I can't prove that you don't remember. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I can, you can't prove I don't remember talking to you yesterday. Abs- like, that's not provable. Absolutely. So that's what they, that's what they do. What, the, what's the definition of is, is. It was, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it was that. And, and that was, ju- it was just as laughable. Just yeah. as laughable as that. I didn't inhale, and it, de- it depends on what yeah. the definition of is is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just tell the truth for God's sakes. No, and, but, not I mean, going to happen. Th- that remarkable declaration of sheer ignorance, not just I don't know, but I don't have the history books in front of me. Uh, the only requirement is that you be 25 and have been a citizen for seven. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Oh, See? wow. Virtually there nothing. You, there you have it. And that is uh, brought to you, by the way, by People's Home Equity. Get pre-approved if you're in the housing market. Talking about housing earlier. Save time, money, stress, and worry. Talk to Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass, 591-9801, chatmortgage.com. That's two T's. The duh moment. And this is just, I'm, I'm throwing this one out there for you. That's all right. That's all right. Guardian Investment Advisors um, brought to you. Uh, by Guardian Investment Advisor, 710-9199. I know I'm throwing a lot of phone numbers at you. Write them down, 710-9199. Gary Thurman, Tide McIntosh, they will take care of your investment opportunities, and it's very simple. Do y'all even know what the hell is going on with this TV commercial that's getting all this airplay? Fire Crump. Uh, 
I guess not. I, I guess it's about no. DA Ben Crump, if I had to guess. District Attorney Ben Crump? If no. I had to guess. No, 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 no. Ben Crump, Attorney Ben Crump? No. It's about a local district attorney. I'm assuming Bradley County. Please do a search because I'm asking this without knowing. Okay. They're running three or four different spots, which name drop in a very negative and nefarious way our friend Lee Davis. Oh, wow. And the no, fact I've that Lee Davis this. gave money to this guy's campaign and gave money to this guy, I think his name is Steve Crump. Steve I think. Crump. Okay. I'm not sure. But it, the, the payoff line is Fire Crump. That's not a Hamilton County name. That's not a Hamilton County job. This is not a Hamilton County or Chattanooga-centric issue. And I don't know who it is that's running these ads, but they're highly confusing. It seems to be based on one missing persons case. Oh, I think that is. I, I got Ben and Stephen mixed up. That's what it is. It's Stephen Crump, who's the DA for the 10th Judicial District. Okay. I think. All right. Well, uh, so, and, Which and, is Bradley McMahon Monroe. And, and, and like they do this thing where they show it's there's a name from his past that keeps popping up, Lee Davis. And sud suddenly there's a picture mm. of Lee with all this, this horrible lighting that makes him look <laughs> demonic, you know. And then there's like pictures of $100 bills floating down. Lee Davis's money f funded this, you know, incompetent prosecution. Blah, 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 blah. And it's we want justice for this woman who apparently, I guess, they blew the the prosecution blew the case against her husband in this missing person case and they tried him for murder or suspected of you know, homicide i don't know nobody knows look i'm talking to to three people who keep their nose into yeah. you know current affairs yeah, and nobody it. knows what the hell it I is know. they're just wasting their money on these tv ads and there's three of them that rotate and the supers flash on and off and his name literally it goes on off on off on off and it's not doing it to get your attention it's doing it because it was a mistake and they didn't even go back and repair the mistake what do you'll see it what do you uh, see? Yeah, you being a stickler for 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 visual detail and things like graphics, it'll drive you up a wall. Yeah. yeah for God's I'm, sakes, just <clears throat> fix the super. All Dragging seeing, Lee through the mud is, yeah. uh, is and and as though people That's understand bold. who that yeah. is and why that would be. Some why sort would of they do that? Yes, I don't know. Uh, Nicest person on the planet. Somebody just grinding an axe. Steve Crump is uh, is running for re-election this year uh, for DA in the tenth judicial district. Um, I've. Well, I mean, when, he's a DA, so there's going to be tons of controversy. When I threw it out there as a duh, I, I'm literally saying duh. I don't know. <laughs> and somebody is, I don't know is spending good money on bad production, somebody but will excellent comment. placement. Excellent placement for I, these ads. I do remember a case where there was a woman. What is? <clears throat> I'm sorry, Russell, let me ask this first. What is the placement? Is it morning news? Evening, evening news, news. Evening news. Okay. Evening I'll news. Look. Paying Sorry. the highest price on their rate. Carry card. on, Russell. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, and I'm trying to find articles on it, like on the fly. But I remember there was a case where uh, a woman was convicted of like killing, I think, her husband. And this is just going by my memory. And everyone believed that she didn't do it, basically, because the evidence wasn't there. That can't be this one. This one seems to be they're going after a guy because his wife went missing. And they and this huh. guy bungled the prosecution. Okay. That's what that's what I can glean from the commercials. So that's that's all I can tell. The only case of a person going missing I can think of is that woman in in Harrison whose husband definitely killed her, and they haven't found her. I I I did a search right before we started here, and I just searched Fire Crump, which is what the payoff line is. Yeah, and it took me to Ben Crump. 
yeah. who is now the the super high profile Al Sharpton esque attorney for yeah, every yeah. you know black individual that gets brutalized by police or allegedly brutalized. Yeah, by I police. got the the two crumps who are both lawyers mixed up. There you go. That's easy to do. All right, yeah. all right. We already played the intro music. Jen's corner. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yesterday marked the start of the first ever Chattanooga Youth Week. Throughout the week, the city of Chattanooga's mayor mayor's youth council will host a variety of free events open to the public, uh, concluding with a celebration this Sunday, May first, in Coolidge Park. Today at the sculpture fields in Montague Park, although I think it's supposed to rain today. Um, yep. There is a community yoga class happening from 6.30 to 7.30. It's also 85 degrees out there. Good luck with that. Wednesday uh, at Barking Legs Theater on Dodds Avenue is Jazz in the Lounge with Dexter Bell and Friends at 7 o'clock. $5 will get you in the door there. Just another reminder, Melissa Etheridge will be here at the Walker Theater on Thursday, $59 plus is where tickets start there. She's uh, playing her or performing her One Way Out new album. Friday, uh, the Velveteen Rabbit is opening at the Chattanooga Theater Center. That's more of a Christmas sort of thing, isn't it? The Vel- No, not really. Okay. Not at all, actually. Yeah. Um, it's the youth, youth Theater, and they're doing an adaptation of the wonderful book, uh, 1922 Tale. Uh, and tickets start there at $10. There will be on Friday a colorful hat circus and variety show happening at the Chattanooga Convention Center, $25. The show features award-winning acts such as acrobatics, juggling, and magic and illusions. Also, don't forget, this is Chattanooga Burger Week. 20 area restaurants offering $6 burger deals uh, throughout this full week. Dine-in, takeout, and delivery options will vary. Diners can vote for a favorite uh, for a chance to win prizes at ChattanoogaBurgerWeek.com. Can I ask y'all a question real quick? Mm-hmm. This this has to do with uh, our oldest, my oldest stepson. Um, he he's he's all intrigued and in, and in working with a guy with a potential pop up um, mobile restaurant, yeah. whatever you call them, you know, yep. uh, food mobile trucks, food mm-hmm. truck, yeah. and smash burgers. Do you know what a smash burger is? Yeah, of course. What, what is a smash burger? It's literally the name. You smash, you smash it down the burger to a yeah. griddle. What's, what's, yeah. the, what's the difference between that and just a regular burger? You, you don't want it to be all fat. It, it's no, not you a, want, it's, not, it's the anti Merv's. No, burger. you want it. For, you want it fat. You want it eighty twenty, and oh, okay. it's it's to it's, it creates a crust. Yeah. Like like you're making a a, uh-huh. a steak, like okay. you're searing a steak. You're searing, so you're not you're not you're you're going well done. You don't get well, see, anything I'm, but yeah. well done. I'm, 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 I'm That's dad. why you want all the fat. I'm the dad here. I'm not yeah, supposed to admit my my total abject ignorance on this. I'm supposed to still be kind of hip. Two so years ago, I couldn't I'm have just, answered this question, I'm but these days I cook going, all the time. Okay, yeah. good luck with that. I hope it works. out. I don't know. I, okay, now oh, they're I know. fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, well, there you go. And by the way, the that community calendar. What Are You Doing is brought to you by The Intentional Living Project, Bruce Dodd's new podcast, and the website, theintentionallivingproject.com. Learning to be more intentional with your money, relationships, time, thoughts, and learn from your successes and your failures. You'll learn, you probably learn more from your failures than you do your successes. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. 
I will just jump in very quick before Pimp Jen gets her actual corner here. Brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial footwear and PPE needs. And they have set up a deal with CFC. Yes. Where you'll be able to go out to their location and uh, sign up for some. If you mention the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, you'll be entered for two tickets to the CFC match. No purchase necessary, but you can pick up a pair of locally made Sockwell socks, my favorite socks in the entire world, yeah. or Very a good. pair of badass org work gloves while you're there. I'm only going to just say this just real quick. We are going this weekend to see Jack White in Nashville, so that's what Lucky. are you doing. And Thursday, Thursday... I'm not sure why, but Sweetwater 420, they didn't do it on 420. It's coming up this Thursday down in Atlanta, and it's String Cheese Incident, mm-hmm. Humphreys McGee, and Talk, uh, T-A-W-K. And I'm a huge String Cheese fan, and I have never been to Sweetwater, and that to me is a dream lineup. Oh, Sweetwater is from Sweetwater? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I never made Sweet the Water 420. No, they do. A, they a do. A, it's festival. at the brewery, right? Yeah, I guess. It's the one they do in Atlanta every year. Okay, so, okay, you're talking about then. There's the Sweetwater 420 Brewery who does their yearly right. party, and then there's the 420, 420 Festival, Festival yeah. which is not really. It's just sponsored by 420. Well, I was going right. to say, I, yeah, right. I don't think a brewery could pick up the tab for string cheese incident. It's got to be. I don't the see Mo there. Property. I don't know. I mean, Mo's not it. quite on the level of string cheese. Used to be. Yeah. Used, used to be. Used, well, to, I mean, used the, to be above them. The brew itself. I mean, Brian could tell you the brew itself is really popular. I'm yeah. going to see Biffy Clyro in Nashville on Thursday. That's I almost like Jack White. None of you know who they are. I saw. I'm at but uh, they're Barnum awesome. Bailey one time. No, they're great. Anyway, here's my corner. Okay. I have three words. Johnny Depp trial. Yeah. It is back. And and your and your my withdrawals you your, have been your Jones have been yes, relieved. Absolutely. I'm 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 glued to my phone. Um, also, prom pictures flooded Facebook over the weekend and Instagram, and uh, so many proud parents, so many beautiful pictures. Um, I enjoyed that very, very much. Here's how stupid Facebook is becoming, and this has nothing to do with prom pictures. Totally different story. Yesterday, I posted a meme that said, someone threw a jar of mayonnaise at me. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, Hellman's mayonnaise? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> a friend of mine responded, you tell him you're going to miracle whip his ass. <laughs> and Facebook suspended him. <laughs> for inciting violence. Are you serious? Yes. Are you serious? When they, yes. did they not see the wordplay? You they didn't see what he was doing there to use the current phrase that's so no. popular. They didn't see what he was doing there. Apparently not. <laughs> hell, yeah. what the hell, man? Exactly. A miracle whip your ass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think the election was not kosher, Clawson Dill Pickles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to end on this because I just think this is really sad. And you tell me what you think is wrong with this picture. In a viral video that is spread on social media, a white female student is recorded calling a black male student the N-word at a Henry County, Georgia high school. The boy then proceeds proceeds to slap the girl. Okay. Okay. The racist, and this is a quote, racism in any shape or form isn't okay. Right. Uh, Davis told local news she is the parent of the 15-year-old daughter that that, uh, attends the school. Oh, dang. Yeah. 
So for you to hear, and this is an, another quote of hers, for you to hear that your child is not safe in a place where you send her every day, that's devastating. You tell me which, what is wrong with this? She, she, the guy got in trouble for slapping the girl for calling him the N-word. Exactly. The girl didn't get any trouble for using the verbiage. Right, and the mother mm. has no clue why the girl, I guess, got slapped by the guy. They're both wrong. Both students are wrong. Right, right. But this parent is completely out of touch. Well, she's out of if touch. Everybody starts slapping everybody. If we all go Will Smith on everybody that disturbs us during the course of the day, we're going to look like a Three Stooges, you know, <laughs> movie thon. I mean, seriously. You know, you, 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 you know, yeah, uh, eye it's just yeah, exactly. The block doesn't do any good. Oh my God, we we have become such babies. We're a society of children. And don't forget that Friday. I think that's April 29th, yes. if I'm right. Yes, that is the first day of the last series of Ozark. Oh, yeah. oh, that's when it finally starts On again. The 29th. Good. We'll finally figure out how that thing wraps up. It can't end well. <laughs> it can't end well for anybody. All right, Russell gets to flex. Russell the love muscle. Muscle flex. Well, uh, just real quick, something uh, we didn't mention that happened in uh, Russia. Uh, there was another explosion at another Russian uh, oil facility. Uh, happened in the early hours of April the 25th, so late last night, basically, our time. Uh, it was about 95 miles from the Ukrainian border, and this is one of the oil refineries that actually fuels the pipeline that goes to Germany. So it looks like the uh, Ukrainians are, are hitting them where it hurts, and also sort of in a roundabout way hurting Germany too, which is kind of funny. <laughs> That's all I've got, really. I uh, just want to say uh, also a very special thanks to Color Creek Press. They have over 30 years of experience in the screen printing industry, and we have trusted them to handle our t-shirts. You can get custom screen printing on either provided apparel, or they can custom order it for you. Custom graphic design on your apparel, up to eight colors, and they're right downtown on Cherokee Boulevard. You can find them online, colorcreekpress.com, and you can find them on Instagram as well, where you can see samples of their work. <clears throat> Regional roundup. Oh, mountains looking at each other. Actually, I can do this. Um, I, I, Whatever I you do, we were, do it. We've got I about was say, we were, four we, minutes. We had, we had to fly, but I was going to say <laughs> it's just very simple. Um, the aquarium. I was one of those. I've said it many, many times before. I didn't realize that the work on the aquarium actually started all the way back in '81. Really? It started with a couple of UT students up in Knoxville who had an idea for doing a freshwater aquarium at you know in Chattanooga. And I was moving away from this town when they did the groundbreaking, and I thought it was the dumbest idea I'd ever heard of. I, it literally, I just thought it was just a freshwater aquarium in a landlocked area. Didn't make any sense to me. I'd never seen anything like it, never heard of anything like it. I thought it was going to be a massive failure and a huge boondoggle. Clearly, I was more than wrong. I moved back in 92 right after it opened because again we're looking at this saturday they're celebrating the 30th anniversary it actually be sunday will be the day that they opened on may 1st it was right after that during a river bend when me and my then wife crystal and her brother eric and his wife ann and several other people who were kayaking buddies were all on the river at night in our boats and our kayaks no lights that was stupid but we were, you know, known for doing stupid stuff back in those days and still today, I guess, uh, for most of us. But, I mean, we were out there, and I cannot tell you what a magical evening it was 
to hear the music floating across the water and just seeing the crowd out there. And remember, the layout was very, very different then. And having these huge spires of light, these big pyramids of light next to us looming over the horizon, which was brand new. Mm. And the Hunter Museum stepped up their game on lighting their facilities as well. And suddenly the entire bluff was just lit up. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget being so proud of this town. I had left and moved back and spent a couple of years in hell in Knoxville and was so proud of my little adopted hometown. It was so aesthetically pleasing and beautiful and, of course, could still not foresee what a success story it would be. And they didn't think they would get to a million people for like three years, and they hit it in six months. Wow. One of the biggest success stories ever. All right. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts, Tennessee American Water Company. Thank you since 1887. Mentioned the fact they've been around for a while. I think they supply the water for the aquarium. They they supply the water for the aquarium and everything else that goes on around here. Uh, It doesn't mean that they still don't deserve to be thanked and given a pat on the back every once in a while. Uh, State-by-state news, uh, Montgomery, Alabama. The Alabama Democratic Party has launched a website to support its effort to legalize recreational marijuana use. FreeweedAL.com argues that prosecutions for small amounts of cannabis are a waste of criminal justice resources and have disproportionately affected communities of color. I have no argument with that. Everyone agrees with that. Atlanta, Georgia. Here we go. U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, hostile during testimony Friday and a hearing on her eligibility for re-election, saying she did not remember liking or making social media posts surrounding the attack on the U.S. Capitol. We've already discussed that. Asheville, North Carolina. Did it surprise y'all that they still have a Confederate statue up in Asheville, of all places? Not really. We're talking about I, uh, Smarter Than Average Bear took a tourist jaunt through downtown Asheville, taking care to use the crosswalks in our sections. Don't think <laughs> the bears aren't smart. Literally, <laughs> video posted by the city police department shows the bear coming to a crosswalk and looking in both directions before crossing the road. <laughs> They're learning. He has learned. They have learned from watching human behavior. It's so, like uh, in Jurassic Park where they start turning the yeah, doorknob. Yeah, exactly. It's like, they're testing the fence. Yeah. They're testing the fence. As a matter of fact, I think he reached up and hit the button, which as far as I can turn, I tell, doesn't ever actually do anything no, in a crosswalk. I think it's just, start using they, simple they just tools. have button cam just to show the stupid people hitting it there. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, prosecutors will no longer pursue illegal voter registration charges Hmm. against a woman who was granted a new trial after she challenged her jury conviction, according to a district attorney. There are charges against Black Lives Matter activist Pamela Moses are being dismissed. Can I tell you what the buttons are for? Yeah. They're for blind people. Huh? You push the button and it makes a boop, boop, boop and tells you when to go. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I hear the boop, 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 but I think that just happens automatically when it finally changes over. I don't understand why you want to cross at a crosswalk anyway, because at an intersection, you got traffic coming from all kinds of directions instead of just the middle of the road where it's only coming from two directions. <laughs> why do I want to add three more directions to, to my know. to my currently complicated situation? I don't know. It never has been. I'll jaywalk every time. <laughs> you know, that's why they have the, the bumpy things on the... Entrances to crosswalks, too, is for blind people. Top of the pops, and we'll blow off um the category there toward the tail end, and we'll just end with this one. Do you guys know what Potemkin Village means? What a Potemkin Village is? Yeah, it's like a uh, it was like a Soviet thing where they planned the villages, right? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Never it mind. actually <laughs> has, it, it's it's been messed up over the years. Back in the late 1700s. Oh, I'm way off. <laughs> Catherine the Great 
of Russia was in acquisition mode, and there was this new area called the Ukraine Gasp. that she wanted. And so she sent her boyfriend, Grigory Potemkin, down there to basically take the Ukraine and make sure that her new subjects were living right and mm. were being treated as well as possible under a Russian Tsarina. So much for that. Exactly. But it, it he came back, and it very much likes going on with Vladimir Putin now. The folks on the ground were lying to her. It was not going well. They didn't want her rule. They were, you know, objecting and fighting back across the board. The economic situation was dire. So she kept getting this rosy picture. She said, I want to go down and take a look at it. So she loads up her empress's barge with a bunch of servants and enough food to last for several months. And they sail up one of the rivers there, which I will not try to pronounce right now. And this guy, Grigory Potemkin, literally did the, you know, blazing saddles thing and had people <laughs> build an entire village freshly painted and looking wonderful with a bunch of actors out there. Just the face, and the then fascia? The facade. <laughs> and then when the barge went by and they said there's another village a few miles down, they would tear the village down and they'd rush it down there and they would rebuild it again with a few variations. And apparently That's a Mel Brooks she movie. stayed on the barge for a few months and they did this. So Potemkin Village became known as any sort of political or business charade. Hmm. a fake scenario that has been set up. And, I mean, right now, I mean, it, it's been used to describe China's green energy program. Oh, yes. It's it been used to describe Barack Obama's gun control program. Oh, yes. Donald Trump's coronavirus response, a Potemkin um, village. That's not quite as accurate. Just a little something just to tuck inside your little dictionary there, your Chattanooga Drive-In Show dictionary. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Thanks to Jennifer for swinging by and all the people who made that mural a reality. Yeah. We're proud to have played a small little part there. Yeah.